This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome back once again our dear friend, the founder of the largest online Progressive, progressive online community, the host of The Brief, the founder of Civics, the polling firm with a Q. Marcos Melitzis joins us now. Marcos, how, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's raining again in California. And if you're not in California, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just remarkable seeing this much water. We're not used to it. And uh, um, I believe we're now at a 60-year record. We haven't been this wet in 60 years. So, so it's is like it, a thing. It, is is it it's well is it welcome? So for water, yes, our reservoirs are filling now. To really get out of a drought, you need multiple years of this. So one year of of rain isn't going to do the trick. But uh, short term drought has been alleviated. Now the challenge is it's so wet that we may be seeing things like uh, landslides and mudslides and and that sort of thing. In the spring, once you start melting, you know, a lot of that ice cap. I mean, there's there's like 20 feet of snow right now in, in the Sierras. It's it's something like ridiculous. And once that once that melts, it's going to overflow rivers. So it's it's um, hopefully <laughs> we have a cool spring and it's sort of, you know, it slowly melts. But um, given how the climate, you know, has been lately, who knows? You know, if it gets too warm too quickly, we may be some serious flooding. Uh, is this attributable to climate change i mean yeah i mean we just went through what six years of almost no rain and suddenly we have a 60 year high of uh, amount of rain and um you just have non-standard weather patterns and that's sort of a climate yeah it's definitely um attributable to climate change now if we had this every year you know i think it'd be doable um you know maybe you get some flooding and whatnot but um for sure, it would alleviate things like the the massive forest fires that we get in the in the summer, and uh, it'd be nice to push some of this rain out east to the Colorado River basin and get you know have Lake Mead fill back up and and some of those are the reservoirs which are at critically low levels. Um, I think they're above normal. I don't think their their rain levels are are as dramatically um, high as ours, but it's a short term. I think it you know ultimately it's short term relief. I don't feel as guilty taking a slightly longer shower right now. And that's, <laughs> that's rare for me. Uh, very, I'm very, um, rare taking a shower, rare taking a long shower, longer, not long. I don't, I still don't take long showers, but, uh, <laughs> longer. 
<laughs> and I do so like uh, um, I live a very sustainable lifestyle. And mm. uh, right now, there's enough water that I'm like, okay, I can I can add a couple of minutes and uh, and meditate in the shower if I want. So uh, the sky is falling in terms of rain. Um, so we we've heard the pro and con on that, folks, in in Cali. Um, meanwhile, um, we were just talking before we went on the air. The Republicans are saying the sky is falling all the time. And even when it isn't, obviously. First of all, let's just look at what they've done in the legislature and the House. Nothing has moved. Nothing is of significance has happened. And we predicted that it was just going to be dysfunctional. I don't think they're even pretending that that's going to happen. Um, but I, I wonder how they motivate the base with all of the conspiratorialism. Yeah, first of all, kudos on that transition. That was a very smooth, <laughs> the sky is falling transition. So on, uh, yeah, we talked about this on, on my podcast, Daily Coast The Brief, this week. Um, and I, unfortunately, I don't have any, any exact quotes handy, but we, we saw when, when Trump you know, um, ran for president in 2016, he came out with a book saying, Make America Great, the, you know, the fight to restore or to fix a crippled America, right? And that was sort of his rhetoric. Everything's going to, to crap. You have, you know, you have cartels crossing the border, you know, with the calves the size, sizes of watermelons or cantaloupes or whatever that was. And it was just painting this picture of mass chaos. And the consensus at the time was like, oh, he can't win on rhetoric like that because Republican, the, the party that wins, the candidates that wins are the ones that project optimism. And they always harken back to Ronald Reagan, right? You know, morning in America, shining beacon, you know, shining city on a hill. And candidates that spoke to America's idealism and, uh, and uh, potential. And so, you know, Trump was dismissed. And of course, we know the rest was history. He won. And now you have a Republican Party that that's all they talk about. When we had a... Uh, when we had... Um, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did the rebuttal State of the Union address rebuttal, right? And and her speech was just about what a disaster America was. And Washington D.C. is lighting your money on fire. And you have Ron DeSantis saying that Florida's where woke goes to die. And you have Nikki Haley, who's as about as establishment as you can get, uh, in her announcement speech, also talked about how every you know if Republicans if she didn't win everything everybody's basically going to die i mean that's sort of the, the the rhetoric and then trump has just gone even far beyond because they all seem to be trying to one-up themselves um rhetorically and just how horrible things are and um the reality is it's not right you, you have a 60-year you know record of of uh unemployment levels we haven't seen these this kind of unemployment levels this low in, in 60 years, I believe, is the latest numbers. Um, yes, we have inflation, but purchasing power, buying power is up. Wages are up. And we are not at war for the first time in decades. And just by all objective markers, things are better. They're not, you know, Mark, of course, we're not going to say things are perfect. But the way the things that we think need to be improved are not the things that Republicans think that need to be improved. Right. We're talking about things like income inequality and and disparities in in policing and 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 uh, imprisonment and things like that. And that's not what they're talking about. 
in their world, there really isn't anything concrete they can point to to talk about just how horrible things are. So they create these boogeymen, right? And right now it's woke. Everything's woke. Silicon Valley Bank uh, collapsed because of woke. It was a woke bank. Now you ask them, you ask from Fox News hosts to people at uh, Trump rallies, you know, you, you have lots of videos have gone viral where people ask these people, what, how do you define woke? And they can't tell you. I mean, this Fox News host said it was a feeling. It was a feeling. Because they, they, it's, it's, it's nonsense. There's, they cannot point to actual. And so what they do is they create these boogeymen, CRT, right? Uh, the book burnings, right? You can't have people learning about, about slavery in Florida schools or see a picture of the Statue of David because it's got a penis. And oh, my, oh my Lord, like at the vapors. And so they're creating uh, literal conspiracy theories to, to paint this picture of this, this country that's fallen apart. So, you know, one example is this last weekend, a staffer for Rand Paul was brutally assaulted and stabbed and is in critical condition. And, and by all indications, it was just a, it was a robbery gone bad. Um, the perpetrator had just gotten out of prison the day before. Um, it was out in broad daylight. It was nowhere near the Capitol. Nothing to suggest that it's actually political, right? But if you went into right-wing um, forums, they were convinced that this was, a, you know, this was a first shot in the American Civil War and the new Civil War, right? And the rhetoric is eliminationist and, and they want us dead. And so we have to kill them before they kill us. I mean, it was literally that kind of rhetoric. It's scary, scary stuff. So again, they don't, they can't point to, because really what, what they'll point to is, oh no, white people no longer have white men no longer have all the advantages, you know, other groups, women and people of color are clawing back some level of, of, of equality, not there yet, but it's not the world that they used to live in. And they can't really just say that and they can't just speak it. So they, they come up with crude code words like CRT and, and they have one for, for um, investment firms that invest in green technologies. And they think that's like the, you know, the devil and, so it, it's, it's a really dark, dreary, and false view of, uh, of America. And so what this does electorally, I mean, what it does electorally is it riles up their base. They're, they're, you know, and I could see how it can resonate with people in, in meth America, right? People who were like, all the jobs got shipped overseas. There's no, there's no government. Most of them live in states like Tennessee that have no functioning government anymore because they kept electing Republicans to eliminate government. And, um, and, you know, meth addiction and opioids and, and that sort of thing. But that's not the Republican. That's not the problem with the Republicans. They already nailed that base. Problem with Republicans is white college educated suburbanites. They've already lost women on abortion. I don't think it's a hundred percent done deal, but it's, it's, we got a couple of, of election cycles where college educated suburban white women have voted democratic. Now we're starting to see inklings that college educated white suburban men are starting to get antsy and their reality isn't this reality that Tucker Carlson and Fox news and D Donald Trump are talking about that, that America is, is collapsing and cities are burning and, and they're, you know, and liberals are out to kill conservatives. And, and so those conspiracy theories really are, are, it's a dissonant note for a key part of what remains to be the Republican base in suburban areas I think it screws them and they cannot, again, they've lost on that message 
um, three elections in a row, 18, uh, 18, 20, and 22. And they still not only can't quit it, but they're doubling down to the point that every single Republican candidate running for president is, is sounding that same note um, because they don't have confidence that there's a Republican, there's a part of the Republican Party left that will respond to reality or optimism. It, it, yeah, and you, you, you have to wonder... Well, first of all, I had a conversation with some folk a few days ago and they were asking about the party and whether or not it's still relevant and all of that. Can we still say that these extremists in the Republican Party or maybe Republicans in general, I mean, I guess the last cycle, the number was they occupy about a fourth of the electorate. Is that still sort of an accurate number? Of the the MAGA base? Yeah, I would, I would say it's about... No, I, mean, I mean, of the entire general electorate, that, that one-fourth of the public of, of voters still identify as oh, yeah. staunch yeah. Republicans. Yeah, yeah. So a, a fourth is not a majority. Again, it's a question of getting some of the other people, the independents and mm-hmm. other people to come over. And as you described, if they're losing um, suburban college-educated white women and now uh, Democrats are making inroads to suburban college-educated white men, they're in trouble. I, I just, what are they thinking that people's moods and minds are going to shift, that suburban college-educated white women are going to forget about Roe, that people are really going to buy into this woke thing, which really isn't a thing? Is that what, it just keeps saying it enough over and over and over again that eventually they'll be able to pick off a few people who will come in that direction? Is that? I mean, that's that's sort of the 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 they're the trap that they're in because they're they're listening to the right wing media that that is a very small audience. I mean, talk about Tucker Carlson has the largest audience in cable news. He gets about three million nightly viewers. Right? It's not a big audience. So he has a definition for woke that is basically anything liberal that we hate. So there's not even he can't say this is what woke is. The problem they have is that the broader American public does have a definition for woke. And it basically means compassion. Or, you know, put it another way, don't be a dick. I mean, that's really what woke is defined. And I'm not making this up. This is just actual polling on this. And by large majorities, I mean, I'm talking like 60% of Americans have a positive connotation of the word woke because they define it as compassionate or just don't be a jerk to other people. And so Republicans keep saying this woke, this woke, that woke. They are literally reinforcing a brand that that Americans actually appreciate without really making an effort to rebrand it in any way. Because again, none of them can say what it is. I can say woke means don't be an ass, don't be an ass to somebody else. That's what woke means. They cannot put, they don't have a definition because it's just a catch-all for liberal commie. Um, and that's, it's, People don't know that. And then on top of that, they're throwing out words like CRT and, you know, which nobody knows what that is. Um, I mean, the problem with when you when you're using dog whistles, Mark, and you know this because you're a veteran. People need to understand what they're hearing. Right. The dog, the dog hears the whistle. But when you use words like CRT and I I think maybe you remember the ones they're using now for environmentally responsible investing. Uh, It's ERB or ERD, something like that. 
they keep throwing out these. See, this is how good they're branding it. They keep throwing out these acronyms. And even I, who follow this stuff and write about this stuff for a living, cannot remember what that acronym is right now. And so these are whistles that the dogs don't hear. <laughs> like Nobody, unless you're watching Fox News and specific shows on Fox News, you have no clue what they're talking about. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders did that in her in her response. It was it was utterly un, under, you know, nobody would understand that if they weren't deeply seeped into the culture of Fox News. And so, yeah, it's it's they they are um, doubling down on language that nobody understands that or may actually have positive connotations. And then the other piece you asked about abortion, Mark. Their, their claims, and this is, remember, abortion didn't just lose nationally in key races across the country. It lost in Kentucky. It lost in Kansas. This means that in the deepest of deep red states, nobody is interested in banning abortion. Not nobody. The vast majority of people are not interested in banning abortion. And the takeaway from this has been and I'm, I'm not kidding because this is what the National Right to Life Committee did is, is that it's a messaging problem, that they just did not message it correctly. And I, I, I suspect, Mark, that, that women know what the end of Roe v. Wade, nobody's, nobody's uh, confused about what ending Roe v. Wade was all about, but everybody knows exactly what it meant. And so... Instead of rethinking things, they're actually doubling down on it. You know, the, the, the House has been trying to pass, you know, their own federal ban on abortion. And what's going to be really interesting is that Donald Trump actually just came out and said, you know, said a couple of weeks ago, he said that that the abortion movement made a mistake by being, um, I forgot the word, extremist on abortion. I think he may have even used that word. And so, so the Christian coalition types, their fury is at Trump. He's furious at them because he thinks that since he delivered the Supreme Court to them, that therefore they should uh, um, they should back him uncritically. That's just what Trump does, right? And so, even within their own ranks, I think there's going to be a great deal of of dissension and and fight on abortion. So it's it's actually an issue that hurts them with the general electorate and may actually wreak some havoc at their own primary um, within their own caucus. And, and you made the numbers even worse, too, when you talked about it's really the Tucker Carlson and the Fox audience, which is less than a fourth of the population. Okay. So that's really yeah, that's really what we're talking about. That's mm-hmm. that, you know, they're trying to do this through a network that doesn't re- even reach a fourth of the population. Uh, Trump is is seems like he's betting on martyrdom if he's charged and has to turn himself in. Mm-hmm. Is that. Is that a viable bet for him? Oh, no. I mean, absolutely. It's in fact, the, the he has gone up in the polls in the last few weeks against DeSantis. Um, and the only I mean, DeSantis has had a national rollout that's been comically bad. He's just not a good candidate. He'll never be a good candidate. Um, Florida is not the rest of the country, uh, in other words. And but. His, you know, Donald Trump's rise in the polls seems to coincide with all the chatter of all the different investigations closing in on indictments. There's the, you know, the Fulton County one in, in Georgia. There's the 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 one in New York City um, that looks to be on pause for at least another month because the grand jury is not meeting for the next month. You have the federal investigation, the the, the special counsel that's got two different cases 
that they're zeroing in on. There's the there's the New York State one on this on this Trump company, you know, Trump finances. So there's a lot of stuff coming in, and the more chatter there is about that, the better Trump does. So there's definitely a case of rally around the flag, and um, which seems to have counterbalanced the. Donald Trump just cost us a third election in a row. Maybe we should try something different <laughs> energy that we were starting to see back in January. So um, I actually think it's definitely working to his favor for his own crew. I'm not saying it works to his favor nationally. In fact, I, it, I think quite the opposite, but at least for, for his primary, because you know, his um, the, the core conservative message this, these days really seems to be um, owning the liberals what makes the liberals mad? And they're, you know, Donald Trump can say they're going after me because the liberals hate me. And that is a pretty admittedly very powerful message that even Ron DeSantis can't pull off right now because DeSantis is, we're all laughing at him. We're not, we're not, <laughs> uh, nobody's laughing at Trump. Like everybody is once in, indicted, which is a different energy for sure. So, but that's no reason not to pursue the criminal case. No, not at all. We, I mean, no. we, we had heard Mary Garland didn't want to pursue it for this very reason. But I mean, if the guy's a, a criminal and he's yeah. he needs to be prosecuted. I mean, what do you what do you do? I mean, it would have been better if they had done it right away. But again, obviously, there were those, including Alvin Bragg here in New York, that didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. The closer it gets to the election, the more he's able to translate that into what you described. So it should have already happened. Yeah, it would have been nice. On the other hand, a lot of these investigations have been going on for a while. And if you're going to indict a president, you better be sure that every single word in those indictments is 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 uh, absolutely perfect. Like they cannot give any opening for a defense. So you either you either you either have an ironclad case or you just don't indict because losing that case is going to be far more politically damaging than than filing an indictment and winning. True. That is a good point. The Brief is the weekly podcast. Folks, if you're not already a member of the community, become one. DailyCoast.com. And check out some of the latest polls at CivicsWithAQ.com. That's Thursday Coast, folks. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.